Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Save the Marriage Podcast. This is the podcast that's aimed to help you save your marriage. You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. No matter where it is, and today we're taking on a bit of a challenge. And uh, the reason is because Jared shared uh, an email with me, and uh, he sent it in as a a question, kind of a question. As much as anything, it's probably a challenge. And so... um, you know, the the challenge are things we take on. Sometimes I get some hate mail from people. Jared's, I don't think, is really hate mail. I think it's more um, wanting to hear something, some way, some way forward. So I wanted to answer it. So just kind of sit back here and listen to Jared and recognize that Jared's probably saying some things that you've thought yourself and maybe didn't want to send in, didn't want to challenge me on. Now, before I get into that, if you happen to have a question yourself, even if it's like Jared, even if it's a challenging question, you'd like me to have it answered or like me to answer it, I would be uh, happy to look at it. I can't promise that I'm going to answer all the questions. I've got a stack of people who sent them in, and I'm looking for those Goldilocks kind of questions, the ones that are just right. If it's too specific, you know, just about your particular relationship, that ends up being a coaching question. And if it's so broad that it's kind of like a, how do I save my marriage? What do I do? Well, I answer that with the save the marriage system. So what I'm looking for are the ones that fit for a lot of people and maybe bring in a new wrinkle that you haven't heard in the podcast so far. Uh, Sometimes I do get questions that I've already answered. And so uh, make sure that you have checked it out first to make sure I haven't answered it. We're at uh, now episode 316 plus a few bonus episodes. So call it 320 different episodes that are out there already. And so I may have answered it either there or on my Thrivology podcast. You can find that at thrivologypodcast.com. All right, Jared, here we go. You say, hi, I've listened to some of your podcasts and stuff. Frankly, I don't get it. You say that the problem is connecting dot, 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 and I need to connect with my wife. Great. I've been trying to do that. If I can't connect anyway, what are you going to teach me that will help? Let's face it, not every marriage is going to make it. So you keep on pushing me that I need your program, that I need your help. I don't buy it. Love is there or it's not. Connection is there or it's not. The marriage will make it or it won't. You seem to think that it is easy to just turn this around. Easy, right? Well, we've been struggling since year number two. I've tried and tried to get her to change the marriage to make it better. I've asked for her to give it a chance. I've tried to change myself. But to be honest, I think I have just made myself into a puppet. No progress, no closer, no love. Why the the heck should I try anything else? And why do you think your method or system or whatever is going to make a difference? I dare you to answer this one. Jared. Okay, so Jared, um, here's where I think that you really do want me to answer this instead of daring me to do it. You actually submitted it. I mean, you took the time to sit down and write down your thoughts. So that tells me that there's something there. You're really looking for some answers here. So I'm not going to go by this point by point, sentence by sentence, but I do want to talk through a lot of this. First of all, you say you've listened to some of my podcasts and stuff. And Frankly, if you've taken the time to write in, there's something in the podcast that makes sense to you. And so you hear me say that the problem is connecting. Uh, Really what I say is the problem is connection, that marriages that do not have connection. In fact, I talk about the three C's. Now, let me just, as I'm talking through those three C's, tell you, I have never, ever, 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 ever said this is easy. I have pointed out that there is a simple method 
That's not even saying that it is simple, that your situation is simple, but that there is a simple method. My book, How to Save Your Marriage in Three Simple Steps, not easy steps, but simple steps. So let me talk through those three steps, and that that begins to answer some of your other pieces too. So those three steps, one, connect with your spouse, two, change yourself, three, create a new path. That's the simple steps, not easy simple. So let's start with connect with your spouse. We as humans are wired for connection, which seems like that. Therefore, it should go automatically, except for humans do a really good job of goofing up things that are built in. I mean, the the way we eat, right? I mean, we're built in to eat, but we often put junk in and don't realize that and create problems for ourselves. The same with connection. We don't fully understand it, even though we crave it. What we want is to feel connection. Our struggle is to give connection. So put two people together who misunderstand what that's about, and they're going to miss each other. They're going to pass the connection point. They're going to miss the connection points that are possible. So what we're trying to do is get to a place where the connection that we're designed for is present in the relationship, where we're at a relationship that I call being a we, right? And in fact, the connection piece and that creating a new path. They're really about arriving at a place where we are in this together. There's a sense of that. We're in this together, that my spouse is connected to me and I'm connected with my spouse and we face the world together. Now, here's the problem. There is nowhere else in your life that you work on being a we. There's nowhere else that you have the training grounds for that. You have friendships, but as far as friendships go, if, if somebody needs to go their own way, they go their own way. It's not, we're not in this together. You know, you're not bound to this other person. And then in this relationship, in this marriage, you kind of bound your destiny to your spouse and your spouse to you, right? That's, that's kind of that promise that we give. And, and really, I think we underestimate what it is that we're talking about when we get married. We, we say the words because we've heard them so often, but we don't really calculate in there what we're saying. When we're talking about loving each other every day, right? And that's for good days and bad days, for sick days and healthy days, for rich days and poor days. Now, I just kind of ask you, what other days are there? We've covered when we have stuff and when we don't. We've covered when we're healthy and when we're not. We've covered when we're up and when we're down, when things are going well, when they're not going well, when there's a struggle, when there's not a struggle, when we're getting along, when we're not getting along. And all of that, our pledge is to be there through that. So I just kind of ask, what else is left, right? If, if you cover those days, what else is left, And so we pledge together to move through those days, no matter what they bring, without realizing that in order to do that, you have to create a sense of we are in this together, not you and me along the way. It's not you and me against the world. It's us together, us joined together. And so what happens when we make that pledge, there's something deep within us that knows this, right? I mean, marriage has been around for a long time, different forms and different understandings, but it's been around a long time because pledging yourself and your life together allows you to create family, to create, and and I don't mean just kids, but create a sense of family, to create a sense of destiny, to have a companion, to have a, a soulmate. And so because our uh, kind of our, our place inside, our soul inside or our deeper self understands that, 
we want that, we crave it, but we don't know how to create it. The place between crave and create is where we lack the knowledge. And so part of the process is gaining the knowledge of what that's even about. So that's part of what I mean when I talk about connecting. I'm talking about connecting in a way that most people haven't watched in their life, haven't witnessed, and and the people who have have kind of stumbled upon it. So how to make that intentional. The second part is to change yourself. Notice I didn't ever encourage you to change your spouse. That rarely works, but to change yourself. Now, notice I also didn't say something is wrong with you and you need to get your act together. What I said is you need to change yourself. What does that mean? Well, you and I and everybody else has the risk of stagnation in life unless we are intentionally allowing change to come in. Because connection is a rule of life, right? We are built for connection, but change is a rule of life too. Change is a rule of nature, of the world, of the universe. We're changing. We're moving through things. You can look around you. The change of the seasons, the aging of our our lives, of everything else— And yet what I often watch is people try their hardest to not change. We have a belief that we have already done the changing necessary, not realizing that we are on a lifelong course of change. We can always learn new things and bring new energy into our lives. And so part of what I'm talking about in that second piece of changing is really about an awareness that you can continue to grow. It's up to you to decide how you want that growth to be. I'm just saying that it's necessary, and I point to some ways that you can do that to become kind of the best person you can be. Because I also, you know, at the same time I work on this marriage thing, I also work on how people can thrive in life and how they can make an impact in the world, a positive impact in the world, and find their purpose and their meaning. And all of that is bound up in the change that I point to. And then there's that create a new path. And that's the piece that kind of puts the the puzzle together, right? When we're working on being a we, seeing ourselves as being a team, a part of something bigger, that changes everything. It changes the connection. It changes who you're changing yourself into. All of that is around that central piece. So what's going to be different? Well, if you begin to work towards that being a we, we start working better. Right? You start having an understanding instead of struggles. You see the conflict as an opportunity of moving forward. So that's what I'm talking about, uh, this process. It's not easy. It's simple, though. I can lay out the three pieces that need to happen. Now, how you do that is a knowledge piece. So let me challenge you on something. You say it's either there or it's not. It's going to make it or it's not. Um, that uh, love is there or it's not. Connection is there or it's not. Marriage will make it or not, right? Do you apply that to the rest of your life? I mean, you say, okay, you know, I, I'm either in shape or I'm not. I'm either eating well or I'm not. I'm either resting or I'm not. It's either there or it's not. Uh, my job, it, it's either going well or it's not, right? That's a, uh, what Carol Dweck has, has referred to as a, a fixed mindset, where we believe that we are just born into some knowledge base or some skill base, and there's no need to even work on it. And yet, all of those things we can address. I can decide that I can eat better, or I can just say that it doesn't matter. The junk that I put into my body doesn't really matter. I can decide that I can get in better shape, take better care of my body, and be intentional about that. 
I can do lots of things in life, you know, and at work, maybe I decide that I'm going to improve my skills on some level. It's kind of like college, for instance. I can say, well, the knowledge is there or it's not. I mean, I understand calculus or I don't. I understand world history or I don't. I understand psychology or I don't. Or we can say, you know what? There's some knowledge base there. There's something to be learned in all of those areas to move me forward. So whether it's our own personal habits or whether it's a knowledge base, it's not so simple as something being there or it's not. There are lots of pieces of this puzzle that you may not understand. And the problem is we don't understand how to get to that place. So I mentioned this story before, but it it fits in here. A couple of weeks ago, I met jujitsu. We're working on this, what's called an arm crush. Arm crush has several different pieces to it. And uh, to be honest, the first night we went through it, I couldn't catch it. Uh, We went through it and I practiced it and I understood kind of conceptually how it was, but my body wouldn't follow. So then that night when we were rolling after class was over and it was our rolling period, I was rolling and I tried three times to catch that move on somebody and every time they got away from it. So I come back a couple of days later to the advanced class where we're covering it again and we go through it again and I get some extra details to it. It begins to feel a little more natural, but I didn't have it quite tight. In fact, my partner and I were practicing it, and then the instructor came over and said, here, let me do it on each of you, and, and do it on you, and you do it on me to feel, I can feel what you're doing, and you can feel what I'm doing. So I was first up, and he does this arm crush, and it crushed. I mean, not just my arm, but he had everything pinned down. He had my shoulder pinned down, and my hip pinned down, and my arm pinned down, and I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. I couldn't escape it. It was locked. And I looked at him, I said, that's a whole different move than what we were doing. And he laughed. He said, you just didn't have the details. So we kept on working. And then later on in class, he had somebody come up and they did the move with him. They did it on him and he coached him through it step by step. And he told him where to you know, hold things, where to move things, where to pinch things and all, how to hold space and that kind of thing. He said, okay, so everybody saw what that looked like, right? We, we had. He said, okay, now do it again. I'm not going to coach you. And so the person did it again. And the person didn't quite get the arm crush. He just lay there and said, yeah, you don't quite have it. And he said, did anybody see the difference? None of us had seen a difference. Now, maybe if we had been way advanced, we would have noticed a difference. But none of us saw a difference in the move. He said, see, that's the thing. When you're watching it, doing it right and doing it wrong, look about the same. There are small details that you need to understand. There are details and understandings of why they work that you need to understand. So part of what I'm doing is suggesting that what you might have been trying to do hasn't been working. We might talk about doing some things in a different way. I might suggest in my program doing things a different way. And maybe it doesn't seem so obvious, the difference. And yet the difference can be huge. Same thing true. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was trying to paddleboard. Now, let me say it differently. I paddleboard. I've been paddleboarding for years, but I was trying to get more efficient in my paddling. So I knew this guy who's a racer, and I said, hey, can you coach me a little bit on my stroke? And what had happened was I'd been paddling a while. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I kind of lost my paddle, not, not the paddle itself, but my paddle stroke, right? And so it felt like several times that day, I, I was like, did I forget to put the fin on the back? Because I, would, I was going all over the place, just kind of left and right. And I said, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. And I said, can you, can you just help me look at my stroke and tell me? And so he watched me a minute and he said, okay, now turn your hand this way. 
And I said, oh, just like that? And he, he said, yeah, now do it. And I did it, and it was a little better. He said, okay, now, as you're going in the water, go this way. And he pointed in a direction. He t- suggested I make a, a little bit of curve at the top and pull down. And it wasn't a big difference. I mean, I was still using a stroke to move the board forward, but suddenly I was, instead of going left and right on every paddle, I was going straight. I was tracking the way I needed to. Only a subtle, maybe you change it here. So sometimes people get my program and they go, well, I've tried some of this stuff. And what they mean is they think they have an idea down, but they haven't really tried what I'm talking about. Not only that, but they haven't been doing it the right way. Remember, the same move can look different whether you're doing it the way you ought to be doing it or whether you're just doing it, you're going through the motions. It can look the same. The arm crush that this person did, both of them looked the same to the outside, but there was a slight difference. There really was a difference in execution that made a whole difference in whether it happened or not. That's the kind of stuff that we deliver, I deliver to you in the system and we deliver to you in coaching strategies so that you're doing what you think is right, but you're doing it the right way. You suddenly become much more effective and efficient. Now, see, what I was just telling you about, it looked right from the outside, is exactly what happens lots of times when people tell me that they were kind of like that couple, right? Everybody thought they were that couple, perfect, and had everything together, and yet they didn't have things together. And so it fell apart because they didn't know what they didn't have together. In fact, they probably got a little cocky because people kept saying to them, man, y'all are the couple, no problems. And then they had some underlying problems. And sometimes our ego gets in the way. Sometimes we don't think we should get help, that there's something weak about help. And my question is, why should you know these things? I mean, if you haven't watched it in your parents or grandparents or siblings or cousins or uncles or aunts or friends or anyone else, if you haven't seen it in the marriage, why should you know how to do this? I mean, this is kind of where I say, well, it's not really your fault that you don't understand this. This is a cultural problem we've got. The education we have around marriage is minimal. I noticed it when people would come into my office for premarital counseling. They acted as if they already had it. I could see it in their attitude as we were trying to go through what might be stuck points. They, they felt like they had it. Not, not always, but often they felt like they had it already. And they weren't ready to look at the fact that maybe they were overestimating their skill level, maybe overestimating the power of love to pull them through every situation. And, and because of that, they didn't see the, the fractures in the foundation. They didn't know that they needed to shore it up and, and bring it up to code. And that's the problem in our culture. We're constantly sending people out with no clear understanding of what marriage really is about, what that marital relationship is really about. So marriage will make it or it won't isn't true. It matters if you're really working on it in a way that makes sense and brings something to it. So first of all, don't be a puppet. Don't be a puppet. Be yourself. Be true to yourself. So why the heck should you try anything else? I'm not going to tell you you have to. I would like to give you the opportunity, the option of moving in a different direction. I I never have forced my program on anyone. I don't think that's possible to do, just like I don't think you can force your spouse to change. I can't force you to want to save your relationship, but I'm here if you want to. So what is going to make a difference? 
a change in perspective, a change in understanding, a change in methodology, all of that happens when you kind of bring in and uh, kind of upload a new software system, if you want to think of it that way. You've been operating on one operating system. Now we need to upgrade it to a new one, one that keeps it working. Now, one might have gotten you to a certain level, but boy, we got to get it to the place where it's operational and powerful in ways that can transform your relationship. That's it's simply it. If you have heard some things in my podcast that make sense to you, that you go, yeah, I could see where you're, what you're saying is it feels true, but you know, so what? The so what is what do you want? What do you want to have happen in your relationship? Jared, I can't answer that for you. You've got to decide what you want in it. I will tell you this. The fact that you took the time to write me, even if you were trying to challenge me on that, tells me that there's something in you calling you towards something better, calling you towards taking action. And what you're looking for is the reason to jump, not the push, but the reason to jump, the reason to take action, the reason to move forward. Hopefully, I've kind of explained why that might be the case. Sometimes what you're looking for is somewhat invisible to the naked eye until somebody points it out to you. And until somebody kind of says, do it this way, or understand it this way, or look at it this way, and suddenly that can transform so much. Why would you want to do that? Well, that's what you have to answer. I think that all of us have some whys within us, why I want to do something. And sometimes people want to save their relationship. Their why is just fear-based. I don't want to lose the kids. I don't want to lose the house. I don't want to lose half my retirement. I don't want to give up half my paycheck. I mean, there are lots of fear-based ones. How are we going to make it? What am I going to do without this love? This is relationship is the only one. What if this is the only shot at love I have? What if this is the only shot at kids I have? I mean, all of those are fear-based. And the problem with fear-based is fear will eventually evaporate. The longer we feel fearful, the shorter the, the fear feels, right? In other words, there is a, uh, a half-life of fear. You can have a huge amount of fear, but as time goes on, it will naturally evaporate until that's not propelling you forward anymore. It's never a very good motivator. But the big whys, like you made a commitment, like you know that commitment is important, like you want your kids to see an intact family, like you want to find the love that you know is somewhere in there, like this is really an important relationship and you want to treasure it, like you've spent so much time together, don't you owe it to your commitment and your love to figure this out? Those are why-based that are big, aspirational reasons. And so if you find those, you'll know the why would you try it out. I don't have to answer that for you. You have it. If all you're operating on it, fear, you'll jump into any information that comes along without really thinking about how it all fits together. So find your aspirational why. If it's not there, you're not going to move forward. If it is there, I would challenge you to give it a try. I mean, that's the thing. I, I, I guarantee the system, right? I, I promise you that if it doesn't work, you've got to try it. I mean, that's part of the promise. My deal is if it doesn't work, I'll refund your money. But you got to work it. You got to try it. This is not one of those where you go, oh, I bought your system. Why didn't it work? It's application. Possessing something does nothing. How many times do people buy exercise equipment that sit in their basement unused and they don't blame the exercise equipment manufacturer for the fact they didn't build muscle because they didn't use the equipment? So I hope that you don't do that, that you at least give it your best shot. 
And if you want to give it your best shot, let's give it a shot. Grab my system, savethemarriage.com. Figure out what's going on in your marriage, savethemarriage.com. And in the process, make sure that you optimize yourself for the best results. Get the free week of VIP coaching that I provide free. All you have to do is say, yes, I'll take that. The second thing is to talk to one of my coaches free, 15 to 20 minutes free to make sure you're really starting because we want you started. It's information until you apply it. Information isn't power. Applied information is power. So Jared, my challenge back to you, find a reason why and give it a try. If you're ready to get started, save the marriage.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.